it's time to relax. You know what that means. It's time to talk about a movie so bad that it will make you, much like it made me, wish that I had picked Edge of 17 instead of Wish Upon, the movie to, that we would be looking at this week. Uh, it's a new episode of the original Janksters. I am Kevin Jank. I'm Peter Jank. <laughs> and right now, I feel like we're living out a different Blumhouse movie. Happy Death Day, <laughs> where the day is just reset. And now we're in a loop. <laughs> we have to try it again. This time we'll do better. <laughs> It'll be stronger, better, faster. We'll sink $2 into it. Yes, just like Daft <laughs> Punk. <laughs> they're up all night to get lucky. <laughs> no, they're doing it better, faster, stronger, gooder. <laughs> Duder. <laughs> Duder, gooder. Well, this week we're talking about a little movie called Wish Upon. <laughs> yeah. Kevin's already tale. kind of admired his disdain for the movie, and I <laughs> admire his disdain as well, but not as bad from what we've learned. <laughs> Everyone admires my stains. Gross. No one can, <laughs> no one can stain things quite like me. <laughs> but basically... But, yeah, we, we mentioned in the other version uh, that got... we. We started recording this episode and then it got God deleted a little bit. So <laughs> uh, basically in that part, I was saying that I love the idea of a wish gone awry movie um, like the Wishmaster series. I really like those movies, even though the later ones are complete shit and they don't even have the real Wishmaster, which really hurts. Um, but at least those were interesting this is on some level, uh, unlike this one where they just kind of took that premise and totally squandered it. Um, I thought they just kind of shit all over it didn't do anything with it. Whatever rules there are don't make sense. <laughs> I don't understand uh, like several things in this movie because the plot is just ridiculous. Um, the See, no, dialogue is terrible. <laughs> the dialogue is terrible. The acting is pretty bad, but I don't understand how you, it didn't make sense. It made very good sense to me. <laughs> but before you get to that, basically I do want to announce if you're listening to the episode of original janksters, just know that there's going to be spoilers from basically now on. I got a wicked burp that just almost hit me. <laughs> but, but almost hit the whole neighborhood. Oh man, almost. But yeah, I mean, we, uh, we, all right, Kev, go ahead and now announce your ways. <laughs> okay. So the movie starts out with uh, our main character is a little girl and her mom is apparently has the wish box already and is throwing it away and then goes up and hangs herself. I would say never really explain. It doesn't make any sense. Like they set up later on that one of the rules is after you make your seventh wish, it basically claims your life. But that didn't seem like what was happening there. No, it no, looks no, like no. the mom just killed herself it, I don't I, even, for no did good she reason. Even have the box. I don't think she did. She did. She threw it. She was throwing it in the garbage can. <laughs> oh, which means this thing, she had the box, threw it away. And then years later, somehow her husband, who's a garbage picker, <laughs> happens to find it again. <laughs> oh, that just seems weird because then they didn't they have just an awful life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, where was it all this time? I mean, somebody else picked it out of their garbage can. Well, they, that's what they said. It and was then, that one. It was uh, the the Jerry O'Connell character who did, and then uh, his house burned down. Yeah. <laughs> but yep. and then I didn't even know she yeah, had the box. Somehow I, I, must have, she, I, I have to somehow yeah. like rewatch that now. 
Yeah. And then like later on, she like the girl's like, Oh, this is all your fault. But like, then why did she kill herself though? <laughs> Cause it doesn't seem like that's what the box does. Like it doesn't make you act in crazy ways like that. Like it kills, you know, obviously it kills the main character at the very end, but that was by a car hitting her. It's not like she, you know, killed herself. Well, so, it said it takes a life, but like there was that one guy um, that they were, when they were explaining it, they said that he only made one wish and they got really wealthy. And then right after that, he killed himself. And I think it's because of the guilt of it killing other people is why they're killing themselves. Oh, they're just okay. so guilty because even though they can throw the box away, it'll stop, you know, all their, uh, all their stuff would be erased, like the wishes that they made, but the people mm-hmm. would still be dead. So yeah, that's true. So I think it's the guilt <laughs> is what's killing him because the one guy he shot himself after he only made one wish. And then I have a feeling her mom, if she, I didn't even know she had the box, but it's probably the same situation. Then she probably killed somebody that was really close to her or whatever. And she's just like, I can't deal with that guilt. And then just hung herself. So that's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, I could see that. Cause I guess most normal people, unlike the characters in this movie <laughs> would feel bad about these kinds of things. Unlike our sociopath main character who doesn't give a shit about anyone. Nobody. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, the mom, you think like, who did it kill? It didn't seem like it must not have been anybody important. Her husband and daughter are still alive. <laughs> well, maybe. I mean, we don't know, but it could have been somebody. We just didn't get that deep into it. But yeah. Uh, yeah. So basically the movie starts off with the mom hanging herself and the little girl walking in as she's doing this hanging. <laughs> um, and then. <laughs> Uh, we fast forward to her now the little girl's teenage years, which I do want to say really quick that dog that she has in the beginning, completely fucking different dog that she has as a teen. <laughs> it's not the same damn dog. That's a different, completely <laughs> different dog. <laughs> she still names it Max. So the only thing I can think of is they just the first dog died and they got another dog and they named that one Max. No, because she says that uh, when the dog dies, she's like, Mom gave me that dog. That's a so different must dog. Have been the she's same an idiot dog. then. She's a fucking idiot. <laughs> just a piece of shit trash liar. <laughs> yeah, that's just one of the many faults of this movie is they don't pay attention to that kinds of things. I'll just get a different breed of dog and be like, whatever. <laughs> trash. Trash. Homeboy's <laughs> trash just from that. Also, her dad glues his beard on. Glues it on. <laughs> yep. Which it's ironic that Ryan Phillippe plays her father in this movie because we were all this close to watching Cruel Intentions, which would have been a much better Ryan Phillippe movie. I didn't even know that was him, honestly. Yeah, in his younger days, before he had to start picking garbage for a living. No, I didn't know that was him in this movie. Yep. I know it was him in those movies. <laughs> Yeah, he's fallen on hard times. Speaking of which, her father, since the death of the mother, apparently has just been picking garbage full time, I guess. <laughs> That's his only job. How they're supporting themselves, I don't understand. <laughs> because even when he does find something good, he just keeps it. He never sells anything. He's like, oh, this will be worth a fortune if we sell it. And he's like, oh, I'm going to give it to my daughter. <laughs> And then he like they find some metal things later on, and he's just like hoarding them, and he, just, <laughs> he won't get rid of them. The daughter's just like, "Dad, you never get you like you never like you're just hoarding all this stuff. Why are you doing this?" Like, so he's the worst garbage picker ever. He how did they ever get any money? <laughs> I don't understand. Maybe to tie into what you're saying, maybe the mom had just like enough money in the account. Maybe it's like one of those things that we get like. 
uh, for the rest of our life, I want my family to get twelve hundred dollars every two weeks. Oh, <laughs> so it's just enough <laughs> to Obamacare. keep Obamacare. <laughs> 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 yeah, she wished for Obamacare for their family so they were able to support themselves with just food and, you know, paying some of the bills and probably already has the house paid off because that thing looks like it's a hunk <laughs> of junk. But it's not enough yeah. to, like, do extra, so that's why he picks garbage. So they can have <laughs> extra stuff because he's a hoarder. That makes sense. <laughs> Again, much of the backstory here is just never laid out. No, you got to fill like, it in yourself. They it's have like, this old... <laughs> they're like Mad Libs, the old... movie. <laughs> <laughs> she's got this old uncle who apparently they've had a falling out with why did they have a falling out mm-hmm. <laughs> apparently not important <laughs> yeah she she kind of oh, so the movie the movie basically <laughs> starts off with her uh hold on, we gotta get it to the uncle and this part's just hilarious to me <laughs> uh we get to the uncle and or uh we we start off in the movie and the the girl wakes up what's her name i can't remember her goddamn name Oh, I don't know. Joey King is the actress. She was awful. <laughs> um, I remember that, but I, I don't, don't remember, remember the actual name. character name. Jesus, that's terrible. I just remember <laughs> she's her her father's little buddy. Uh, yeah. we'll, we'll just call her Buddy. Um, <laughs> Which is pretty much something you say to like a kid who's mentally handicapped. <laughs> okay, buddy. Or your son. You're doing a great job. <laughs> Um, but Buddy wakes up and she starts to, she makes her way downstairs where she meets up with her dad and her friend before they go garbage picking. She grabs her bike and starts riding down the streets. Uh, she's got a big old tube on the back of her, uh, back, um, filled with some kind of a poster. And basically (laughs) on her way to the, uh, on her way to school, she stops at her uncle's house, which he seems to be some kind of rich because he's got this big old house and he looks like he's wearing Hugh Hefner robes. And this one car uh, filled with teenage kids who are also on their way to school basically almost run her off the road. And she falls down, scrapes her knee. She falls into the garbage cans. The uncle's just standing there the whole time just watching this happen. Doesn't ever ask if she's okay. And basically does nothing about any of what just happened. And she scrapes her knee pretty bad, it looks like. I mean, it's bleeding. And... um. She's like, well, I got to go to school. My life's terrible. And she goes to school <laughs> and she puts up the poster that's. Uh, By the way, oh, the uncle, uh, he's like ancient. He's got to be in like his 70s. <laughs> like, how much older was he than her mom? <laughs> because the mom's probably in her like 40s. Maybe it's like her great right. uncle. That's the only thing you, I can think of there as well. Yeah. Again, we'll never know. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to keep explaining all the reasons that they should have had in the movie. But. <laughs> We'll never get to them. But anyway, so um, we get to the point. I was just thinking about when the uncle died. It was pretty funny. Um, (laughs) So we get to the point to where the poster, uh, she unravels the poster. And we just, uh, honestly, all we do is we realize that she's really badly bullied at school. Um, She's just kind of like (laughs) the the dorky kid, uh, which is weird because she doesn't even seem like she's dorky. And she's not ugly. I mean, she's all right, I guess. Uh, I I don't know. (laughs) She's just got really <laughs> weird lips. She looks like she yeah. did the Coke bottle challenge too many times, but I don't think she's ugly. She doesn't look like a chick. She who might be related to that referee guy, or the uh, promoter from Rocky One. Oh, oh lips. the mustache. <laughs> oh, that guy. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so um, we 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 see Which, her oh, and her friends. Once okay. we get to the to the school, and the like the one you know popular girl comes in throws a drink at her her banner that she spent all this time on which literally it doesn't look like that drink affects the banner whatsoever 
it's not like it was made of paper thin paper and just oh it's all of a sudden rips apart like it looks like you just wipe it off and you could not even tell true it literally seemed to not impact the that dough. girl should have probably gotten suspended yeah probably maybe expelled anyways um <laughs> But yeah, so but like I said, didn't do anything. So uh, how bad is it? We meet her friends, Barb and Mexican lady. And basically, <laughs> uh, Barb seems like the dorkier girl. She's, you know, the heavier set girl who's just kind of like living her life. And then Mexican lady, she's actually very cute. So I don't understand how she's oh, tied into God, this no. crowd. Um, <laughs> I did not. Lo- I think that girl is probably the worst person I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Well, she's I not, could not ugly. Stand her. I, I, I don't think I don't find her attractive. I'm just saying for her to be in the bullied dorky crowd oh, doesn't make sense yeah. to me. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's because she's obsessed with that stupid fucking Pokemon Go ripoff. I love that game, that, and I would play it so hard. <laughs> I would play that, it so hard. <laughs> that made me cringe every time she would bring it up. Oh, I'm going to be the monster mutant master, guys. I hated. Oh I didn't. I didn't God. like her acting with it, but I would play the unholy bejesus out of that game. Don't you? Don't you tempt <laughs> me with that? Um, but yeah. I mean, why don't you just play Pokemon Go, which is a real fucking game? Because I want to be the mon- <laughs> the mutant monster master. God, <laughs> I got to kill <laughs> so stupid Marauder Mary. She's in this building. <laughs> yeah. Um, Malformed Mary or whatever yeah, it was. <laughs> Stupid, um, like not even good enough to be garbage pail kids names. <laughs> That's what these things were. I loved them. <laughs> but anyways, um, so uh we kind of get an idea of the the bullies and the bullied in these scenes. Um by the way, the uh the black kid who is one of the bullies, that kid was fucking awful like all he does is take pictures of everything something terrible is happening oh let's take a picture my best friend's got this like flesh-eating disease i'm just gonna take a picture and post that instead of like calling the fucking ambulance that seems like a good idea he's such a fucking dumbass he sleeps with the phone in his fucking hand because he just can't stop taking pictures of everything (laughs) what a fucking one note piece of shit (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's just they his didn't character. even try to give any character to these people they're just like yeah he likes phones <laughs> that's just his character that's just how they that's how he is some people maybe are like that i mean most women are like that it's just weirdly ironic that a boy is holding the phone most of the time i, I look at girls like i went bowling last night and basically like the the one chick literally had her phone in her hand the whole time even while bowling so it was <laughs> wow it, you might think it's a one note character, but that's life now to most women. So <laughs> I'm not even going it's true. To, I can't, I can't even like fault him for this one. So maybe um, it's just sad commentary on, on our lives now. It's just so annoying. <laughs> um, I think he portrays nowadays perfectly. Um, <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, we meet, we meet these random people and, uh, there's, uh, there's a cute boy in there that, the the main character buddy really, really likes. And we kind of get a glimpse of him during this, like, ch- like Chinese language class. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which again, how many schools do you know that offer Chinese as a foreign language? I don't know. Maybe it's a new, <laughs> the new thing. Now people are learning Chinese. <laughs> mm, I'm going to go with no. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, and I'm guessing there's not a lot of white kids in there. Especially ones who don't seem to care about like Chinese stuff. Not like she had a bunch of like Chinese 
posters on her wall. And like, she doesn't even seem that smart. So you got to figure Chinese is very hard to learn. since it's a completely different alphabet and fucking shit like that. Well, I think that's every language is a different alphabet, basically, except for Spanish. I feel no. like. Yeah. Spanish and German all have actual letters. <laughs> These, oh, even the yeah, characters symbols. are completely different. Oh man. I, yeah. I'm telling you if I was still in high school and they, they said, all right, well, the languages you could choose from are German, Spanish, Latin, or Chinese, I'd probably say Chinese. That'd be badass. I'd like to learn Chinese. <laughs> I'd like to learn Latin. They got rid of Latin before I got to uh, yeah. high school, too. I, that I would Travis used to have learned. Russian, too, apparently. Oh, weird. I don't want to learn Russian. <laughs> Unless I'm trying you to get myself like a nice bride. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, so uh, we, we learned some of the characters, and we see the girl that or the guy that she likes, and then there's the guy who likes her, but she's kind of oblivious to it. Uh, we call him McFarts and <laughs> that's a terrible nickname. <laughs> it's not, not even like good. They like put so little effort into this movie. <laughs> I liked that name. Um, so anyways, so basically what ends up happening is the girl comes home after we see what a day in the life she has. And... Oh, wait, you're skipping over the, one of the dumbest scenes where they have the big confrontation in the lunchroom. Where uh, she ends up calling the the popular girl Smegma, and then saying she's ultimate Smegma, and everyone like acts like it's the fucking biggest mic drop in the fucking world that she said Smegma. Like who the fuck cares? This is such a lame burn, and everyone's like, "Oh no, you didn't." <laughs> Do I have to spell out ultimate for you? <laughs> This is so terrible. Like all the dialogue in this movie, just like, oh god, that is a pretty sweet burn, though. And I do like that the bully <laughs> doesn't know what smegma is. So it's just like, I'm not gonna lie, I'm probably gonna start calling people smegma. <laughs> it's just great. Um, but yeah, so they do a fight. There's a fighting going on. Oh, and then when she does get to school in the morning, we do see her dad picking out of the garbage in the school. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, and that'll come important here in a second. So she gets home from school and people start posting the uh, the fight online. And then they also start posting pictures of her father uh, garbage picking. And it's, it's she, you know, we're seeing now also the social, uh, the Internet social media kind of bullying now as well. So she's she's just getting bullied no matter where she's at. Um, but her dad uh, ends up finding this uh, this weird ancient Chinese box and says, uh, well, here you, here you go. Um, so he gives her said box, and um, she doesn't know exactly what it is. You can't really open it. It's not opening, it's, but she can kind of see. <laughs> Which even this gift, like, she's a fucking bitch about. <laughs> she's like, I le- he's like, I left you a present on your bed. And she's like, I told you not to kill my room, Dad. It's like, oh, God, what a bitch. Well, she <laughs> I fucking hate you. She didn't exactly say it like that. <laughs> But she pretty much does. She doesn't yell at her father. Um, she does <laughs> do a stupid bitch remark, but <laughs> you made it sound way worse than it actually was. But I guess it could have actually been that would have made the scene better if it, she did it that way. Um, <laughs> but basically, she goes up to her room and she can't really read any of the Chinese symbols. She can get the words seven and uh, uh, wish out of it, but that's about all she can basically read out of this. 
Um, mm-hmm. So uh, she brings some of the pictures that she takes on her phone to school to see if the the Chinese language teacher can read it. And he says, no, I, I can't. This is some ancient uh, language, uh, ancient Chinese language. So uh, I can't. But the Asian boy who likes her, we call her uh, the McFarts. McFarts uh, is like, oh, yeah, you know, I've got a cousin or something like that who knows how to read some of that. Uh, maybe she can do it. And um, she kind of turns She'll only do it for a price. Yeah. <laughs> for She's like, oh, I don't have any money. Tit picks and wontons. <laughs> um, so anyways, we uh, – oh, man. We'll, we'll go forward. So she, she goes <laughs> home and she ends up making a wish. Um, uh, cause she's continuously getting bullied by this chick. So she makes mm-hmm. a wish that she hopes that this bullied girl or this bully girl rots. Yeah. Rots. <laughs> yeah. She said rots. <laughs> so of course, uh, during sometime during the night, um, the music box, op- it opens up and starts playing music. And then at some point during the night, the music stops. Which I like dun, that premise. Dun, dun. I like that idea. That's pretty cool. I like that the music continuously plays until the blood price has been paid. I like that <laughs> idea. Um, yeah, that's fine. Um, the thing I don't like oh, is that instead of like most wish stories where it's like the you make a wish and then it has you know terrible consequences that you didn't foresee or you should have worded it better so that this didn't happen instead of that they're just like oh we'll give you your wish but then something unrelated that's bad is going to happen well, that's that's so uncreative and just so lazy <laughs> yeah. it's like instead of finding cool ways cool clever ways to make these things go bad they're just like oh yeah he's, this guy's gonna slip on slip in the tub <laughs> it is pretty ridiculous it seems like though the people that are dying are people that uh are somewhat related to her or people that she knows or people that are you know hang out with whatever the case may be. It's not just like a random person somewhere in the middle of Africa dies and the blood price has been paid. No, it's somebody (laughs) that knows her or knows of her. Um, So unfortunately, it starts out being people that are like close to her. And then eventually just like, Oh, you met this Chinese girl once she gone. (laughs) (laughs) I hated that. Um, But yeah, so basically um, uh, the blood price was the dog. So anytime she makes a wish, something, somebody's going to die. Um, and she doesn't know it at first. Uh, she, well, she doesn't put the two and two together at first, but, uh, you know, the next morning happens and the bully girl, uh, she wakes up and it looks like her legs are kind of like bleeding as she's walking to the bathroom and she looks down at her legs and she sees that she's got, her legs are just straight up rotting and same thing with her foot and then part of her face. It's pretty, Mm -hmm. uh, pretty pretty cool i like the idea of this it's pretty cool she's actually rotting um (laughs) and she might have to lose her toes and foot and part of her face or something like that because now these pictures are of course being posted all over the damn place yeah by her friend yeah (laughs) yep exactly (laughs) and they want to start a gofundme for her but of course the bullied the bullied kids are like fuck you Um, yeah they're kind of bigger bullies than the actual bullies (laughs) No, I mean, yeah, yeah. But right now, yes. Like, have she's some get, empathy. Hell no. Oh, I'm telling you right now. If any of my bullies 
had anything going wrong, I would have zero empathy. Fuck wow. them and fuck you. <laughs> There's no way. No way. If they lost both of their legs, like, oh, perfect example. There was this kid. He didn't bully me, but he was known, like, I was a senior and uh, he was a freshman. And mm. this kid would bully everybody. It, it was just like the freshman kid, so I didn't really care. It didn't affect me at all. But I would just watch him continuously get bullied. And then one day, he didn't show up to school. And that lasted for about three days. And we find out that he was in some trouble with the Latin Kings. And he got oh, the shit. shit kicked out of him. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, was I in joyful land. Ryan and I were making fun of this kid so hard. <laughs> and his like his eye was so swollen. It was just completely red. His whole face was nothing but bruised. Like, <laughs> fuck that kid. That's called goddamn karma. You're going to make other people's lives miserable? Thank God it's finally made its way back to you. Fuck you, you piece of shit. So, yeah, that's fair. But, I mean, I would say that throwing a fucking drink at a banner is not really commensurate with your fucking skin rotting off and you're losing toes. I wouldn't say that that's the tip of the iceberg either. It seems like she's been <laughs> – it wasn't just like this. today's the day I'm going to bully Buddy today. Let's see. Let's see how bad I can go. I'm sure she's been doing it since they were kids. I don't think it was just that one day she threw one drink at her. But again, like just like talking, being shitty to someone in the hallway. I I don't know that that's worth (laughs) fucking flesh eating skin diseases. And what else is weird is is like (laughs) you think, oh, she's going to keep rotting and then she'll die. Like, no, she doesn't die. She just she kind of ends up getting better, I guess. (laughs) Does she even get better? Like, I don't remember seeing her again throughout the rest of the movie after that scene. At the one point where she finally gets rid of the box, you see her back at school and like the thing is kind of healing on her face. Well, that makes sense because then she gets rid of the box. Yeah. But I mean, it's not it seems like it's not even a fatal thing. Like normally in a horror movie, these things would kill you. (laughs) But no, they're just like, no. Same thing with the like the stalker guy later on. She's like, oh, no, he's OK. <laughs> it seems to be like very safe in that way where a lot of these wishes don't even end up killing people except for the people that <laughs> weren't intended to be killed. Well, let's just go through some of the wishes and the deaths in here because uh, I don't want to like spend too much time on just talking about scene for scene because this movie is yeah. really bad. But we will get to some certain scenes. But basically – um. Uh, her second wish, I can't remember exactly what it was or what the wording was, but she really liked that one guy. So she basically just wished what for him to love her or something like that. Yeah. He would be madly in love with me. Um, so, so he does that. And at that point, the uncle dies, I think. (laughs) Yeah. It was the uncle. The uncle's trying to take a bath in his weird old timey tub. (laughs) Yep. Uh, so sitting in the middle of the room with a, like a, spigot that's not connected to anything so like uh the music box opens up and it starts playing and this guy is like trying to take tub and um <laughs> he he steps into the tub but he hits his uh like slips and it hits his head and there's a yeah. little bit of blood splatter on the tub itself and he's just kind of like sitting on the water now the water is probably only a couple inches so he's not like drowning in it but he kind of like isn't dead at this point he's just kind of like like making his way back to life kind of thing. So he opens his eyes and for some reason jerks up really like just jerks <laughs> forward really, really hard. I don't understand why. And then it hits yep. his head on the bathtub, uh, the sprocket, spricket, spracket. Um, <laughs> and that apparently kills him. <laughs> yeah. That does him in. 
<laughs> he's just such a dumbass that he compounds his one injury with another injury. <laughs> so that kills him. And now the boy This is where, like, at least if you're going to do this thing where, OK, it's not the wish is going bad. It's someone just dies in a random other way. Some kind of an act thing that looks like an accident, like at least make them interesting, like Final Destination style, where it's just like, oh, all this crazy confluence of events is coming together to make this happen. But no, it's just like, oh, he slips in the tub. <laughs> like, man, that's that's so lazy. Speaking of Final Destination, I just watched the fifth one for the first time the other day. Or is it two days yeah. ago? Wow, what a fucking shit show. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a what an awful movie. I liked the the ending, but good God, yeah. that movie is ass. Anyways, <laughs> I don't remember it being terrible. There's parts of it I like. I hated all of the actors except for maybe the main character because he plays Harvey Dent in Gotham. But that's about all I like. Those were <laughs> they've chosen the Wasn't ugliest actors. Wasn't David Kector in there? I don't know who that is. Uh, oh yeah, Champ yeah, yeah. He yeah he was in there, but he was hardly in there though. I mean, yeah. it's not like I can really enjoy a guy who's in there for maybe a total of five minutes of screen time. <laughs> <laughs> I like that girl with the glasses. She was hot. Oh, yeah, that's right. She was hot. The other two actresses, yeah. though, are they found them, you know, what's his face? Ryan Phillippe found them in a dumpster and then <laughs> decided to give them acting, acting jobs because those two look like they were the ugliest actresses in the face of the earth. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember offhand, but that that could be right. <laughs> anyway, so oh. back to this shitty story. So, um... At this point, the boy, uh, the boy that she really likes, does in fact mad, fall madly in love with her, and to the point to where he's even stalking her at night and taking pictures, just like the black kid in the movie. Um, <laughs> it does seem to take a long time for this wish, though. Like at first, he's like still dating the other girl for a couple of days. Well, yeah, it's it was like a slow burn because he's just. It seemed like he started talking to her at first, and then because before it didn't really even acknowledge her, and then it started to slowly slowly go but it is weird that you say that because when she asked for popularity that happens immediately yeah <laughs> yeah it's very up yeah like i said nothing really follows any strict rules in this movie just kind of like eh, this yeah. works for the scene we'll do it <laughs> um but yeah so we go to um the next wish which i think was what was this wish uh actually because i went to go get food apparently during this actual wish was it for <laughs> her to be rich or for her to have a mansion uh, I believe she actually wished because her uncle died from the second wish. Yeah. So she was like, I wish that Uncle August would leave me everything. <laughs> oh, there we go. Well, yeah. so Which again, does. it would have been better if she had wished to be rich and it killed her uncle so that he could give her everything. So it's like, oh, you got your wish of being rich, but it cost you your uncle. Yeah. But nope. They're just like, oh, OK, <laughs> so you're going to be completely unconnected kind of things. That's, like, that's true. That's dumb. Yep. They could have done that a lot better, but they didn't. So they move into the <laughs> mansion where uh, her father learns to play the sax. <laughs> <laughs> but he's no sax guy from fucking Lost Boys. I'll tell you that much. No, not at all. All his music just <laughs> sounds very sad. Unlike Lost Boys sax, man. Who's very happy and upbeat, and I want that song right now to be playing. <laughs> I love yep. that song. I just want to see him just like mm, 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 just dancing with that sax. Mm. But so yeah, so they so they're always playing uh, the sax now, and uh, they've moved into the mansion, 
and things seem to be uh, see, things seem to be pretty good. Of course, this time they immediately though, go out and just buy expensive purses because that's what girls do. Just yeah, waste money on things that are fucking stupid. But the life <laughs> lost on this one was a neighbor that was very kind to Buddy. Um, uh, that she would always like say goodbye or have a good day or whatever on their way to school. But unfortunately, <laughs> she dies and uh, nobody <laughs> notices. <laughs> Who she, was, uh, by the way, she was played by Cheryl and Fenn, who was on Twin Peaks. And talk about 90s women who, uh, look, time has not been kind to. Like, she was pretty good looking on that show. Um, but man, nowadays, not so much. Well, she's old. All women age like milks, and that's just a fact. Um, but yeah, so she, uh, she dies by uh garbage disposal so like <laughs> the scene goes on way too long because it keeps uh, making you think that because she dropped something in the garbage disposal just like whatever and she's like reaching in there and we're all like oh god it's just gonna turn on randomly while her hands in there um <laughs> but instead at some point she gets her hand out of there and then her hair goes in there and then she yeah, so happens long, like ponytail she so happens to turn the switch on for some reason while her head is turned in such a way for her hair to drop into the garbage <laughs> disposal. And unfortunately, it's got her hair trapped, so she's trying to pull it out. But then mm-hmm. she, it looks like she kind of just slips. And when she slips, because her hair is stuck in the uh, garbage disposal, she falls backwards, breaking her neck. And now she's just kind of stuck on the uh, counter with her neck broken upon the counter, which honestly, I don't think it's not a terrible kill. I don't mind the kill. I just don't like the circumstances. I like the idea of where it wasn't disgusting and it wasn't like a brutally different, like disgusting one. It was like one of those, like, I don't like the, the hair being stuck in there, but I liked the fact that it wasn't the garbage disposal that killed her. It was her (laughs) slipping and breaking her neck. And I was like, Oh shit. I mean, they were, the garbage disposal, I think, did kill her because they showed it like ripping her scalp off. Yeah, ish. So I, I mean, think that would maybe be. I mean, maybe she slipped completely separate from that, but <laughs> I guess it was a combination of the two. I don't understand but why yeah, the, the garbage disposal stopped working after she broke her neck, though. Yeah, I think that's just the you know final destination wish powers. <laughs> This whole scene reminded me very much of the teacher in the first one, yeah. except not as good. But I will say this was definitely the best death of the movie, um, which yeah. isn't saying a whole lot because it's <laughs> definitely not one of my favorite ever. But yeah, for this movie, it's definitely, I'd say, the best. I don't know. I really like that last one. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Um, but anyways, all right. So now we move on. At this point of the movie, I believe this is when – hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Let me think I think yes. At this point in the movie, this is where uh, she finally starts to ask more questions about the box and the ancient writing on it. So uh, she talks to the Asian boy, McFarts again, and asks if we can <laughs> go see the uh, the cousin who knows about the the ancient stuff. So they go and visit her, who um, apparently is a slut for wontons. Slut for that's wontons. A thing. <laughs> I'm a slut for wontons. Love them shits. Love them little little shits. I think she like lives in Chinatown. It seems like so. How can she not get her own wonton? She got to pay for him. This way, she doesn't have to pay for him. That's the price. Um, But basically, uh, they bring bring the box to her, and she starts reading all the scripts, saying basically these are different like um, uh, different writings. Basically, what we've already told you. It's something that as long as you're touching the box, you can make wishes and. Uh, they look at the bottom of the box, and there's a name on the box, so they kind of get some more details from this 
Lucy Lou character and basically <laughs> uh, find out that she uh, was able to make seven wishes or some shit like that, but in the help of this weird ancient Chinese demon. Yeah. Um, and then uh, they also say on the box, I believe, that if you trash it, get rid of it, or sell it off, all of your wishes will be erased. Um, yeah. All this dumb shit. There's a bunch of stuff on there <laughs> that's on the box. So much stuff. A lot of, lot they, of rules. There's one part that they can't seem to translate yet, so they send it to some other guy. That's the whole part about the blood price, which you don't quite find out yet, but... Correct. The um, evidence is mounting, so she should probably start be putting that together. But you would think doesn't. so. But she doesn't find uh, the neighbor lady. Um, they can't find her yet, so she's kind yeah, of still in limbo true. land. Uh, what was wish number four? I think number four oh, was just where she like wishes that her dad would stop dumpster diving. That is true. Because <laughs> even though they have money, he's still doing it. And she's just like, God, you're so embarrassing. Who died from that one? Because uh, it wasn't the Asian girl. That was on wish number five. Um, who did die on that one? Oh, the Chinese. No, yeah, I think it was the Chinese girl. No, that was number five because that's when the boy wished her or uh, brought her. Because what was number five then? Number five was... Uh, number five was when, like, the black girl dies in the elevator, I think. I think that was wish number six. No, it was definitely five, because she still makes wish number six, even though she completely knows by now what's going on, and, like, she wishes anyway. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, yeah, I guess... Oh, man, no, because then what was number six? <laughs> Because number seven uh, is when she dies. I'm pretty number sure. Six is, no, no. Number six is where she wishes that her mom was alive and then her dad oh, her dies. Oh, dad dies. That's tree. right. That's yeah. right. Okay. You are correct. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> so, so she uh, number four, she wishes that her dad would stop being embarrassing. Um, and then during this time, so she's on her way home with the Asian boy and she sees her dad garbage picking still. Even though they got all this money and this mansion and stuff like that, her dad just really enjoys this one thing, just really likes it, regardless of how much money he has in his life and what kind of house he loves. This is just something he really loves to do. And <laughs> he's it's, passionate about he's, shit. He's very trash. passionate about just, you know, just getting, you know, those treasures that nobody else wants. One person's trash, another person's treasure. And he really <laughs> likes to do it. So she... Who knows what you can do with some used condoms? You can really do anything with some trash. <laughs> I mean, he found the box. I mean, that's pretty good. Um, but basically, she's like... Fuck my dad's hobbies. Fuck my dad's passion for doing the thing that he truly loves to do, minus the saxophone. I'm going to wish him to never be embarrassing again. So um, <laughs> so he basically starts a saxophone uh, band, and uh, Barb falls in love with the father, which is a completely <laughs> crazy different side story in the movie. Yeah, that was uncomfortable. There's so many side stories in this movie, I feel like, going on. Hot sauce. I mean, it's just like... <laughs> Like sriracha hot sauce. <laughs> oh my god, this dialogue is so <laughs> god awful. <laughs> she compares everything to sauce, by the way. Um, so uh, we then your move dad's on. like Szechuan sauce. All right, we get it, Barb. Duck sauce <laughs> is what I'm creating down below. Your dad makes me think of Worcester sauce. <laughs> Gross. I can't even spell that, but man, 
<laughs> um, but so now we move on. The death that uh, happens from that one is the Asian girl that she just met. But before we get to that, the Asian girl gets an email from the pictures that she sent off to the guy, the friend or whatever. And fi- we find out that it's the blood price. But now at this point, there's this extremely weird lightning storm, not a thunderstorm, where there's rain involved, <laughs> just lightning. And yeah. basically what's going on is now the power is like flickering on and off and stuff like that. And this is freaking her out. And she's like, you know, I, I need to call McFarts and tell him, but he's not <laughs> picking up. So um, she leaves a voicemail pretty much stating that, you know, there's something crazy going on, blah, 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 blah. And uh, she ends up going back into her house where she's got this awkwardly weird statue of a bull. And she trips over her rug and the bullhorn <laughs> stabs her right through the head. Yeah. Pretty much everyone dies by tripping in this movie. That's true. Just a movie of clumsiness. <laughs> <laughs> Wish upon. No longer being clumsy. Um, Trip upon. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, so the, uh, McFarts ends up going back to her cousin's house, I think a day or so later. And, uh, he finds out that she's been dead or she's been not killed, but she dies. She's dead. And, um, he doesn't go to school uh, apparently for a couple days after this. Um, so, oh man, this is so, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the thing yeah. is now this movie all blends together. It doesn't seem like there's much of a flow. It's just kind of like, oh, what's happening? Right, there's now? no time lapses at all, <laughs> but that we're supposed to expect that there's time lapses. So at some <laughs> point, she knows that uh, they're making poor decisions, and the uh, McFarts goes inside and says, "Hey, you know what? It's a blood price. Um, you know that's what's going on. Every time you make a wish, uh, somebody's being killed, and you know we find out that the Asian girl had." died and all this other stuff and it seems like buddy really doesn't give a shit it's it really <laughs> nope. doesn't affect her at all because <laughs> later that day person she makes another <laughs> wish uh just to be popular she wants to be yeah. popular at school is what her her very words are so i would imagine that as soon as she leaves high school she'll no longer be popular um but immediately again, like we should reiterate that her mom hung herself years ago she doesn't even think of that till like wish number six. Yeah. <laughs> like, Oh, I wish my mom was alive. Like that would be probably one of the first things you might think of if you were not a selfish asshole, <laughs> but she is. And so she only cares about boys. <laughs> well, she keeps thinking that, uh, she doesn't think this is actually happening. Like it's almost like a weird coincidence. Um, yeah, see, I didn't understand that at all. Like she's like, Oh, I didn't think it was real. Bitch bullshit. You didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you just all of everything you wished for in the box came true. And you just thought, oh, it's a coincidence. I'm the fucking lowest person in the school. And now everyone loves me. But it's a coincidence. <laughs> well, anyways, so Asian boy goes back home, very upset with her. He's kind of like uh, zero to 60 on his uh, emotions, I think, because there's times where it's just like they want a date in this multi-dimensional world. But then oh, God, he, she does something too. terrible, like just a terrible thing. And then he's just like, well, fuck you. And then just like goes away. It's just like very zero to 60. It's very crazy. But <laughs> I liked him in that moment because he's fucking the voice of reason where she's True. just being an unreasonable bitch. Which is like, I'm going to keep wishing you can't stop me. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Seamless. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. So yeah, from here, even her, she finally tells her friends about all this. 
Um, and they kind of, even they're just like, they don't believe her at first, but even when they start to believe her, they're like, just like, well, why would you keep making wishes? Like, that's not a good idea. Get rid of it. <laughs> Millennial Barb is just kind of like, well, yeah, you gotta get rid of it. You can't keep doing this, Daniel, but she doesn't listen. She doesn't. She's like a baby crack addict at this point and, for I, I Chinese mean, boxes. Even with the thoughts and the no, know, the knowing now of, uh, of the Asian girl, the cousin dying, she still yeah. like runs home and is like, I'm going to do, uh, I want to be a popular person now. <laughs> yeah. And you no, know, she's got a boyfriend and shit just, but now being popular is very important. <laughs> yeah. Knowing that somebody's going to die. She's like, I got to do this. I have to be popular. So I want to be invited to a party. Let's roll the dice and figure out exactly who's going to die. Well, who cares? <laughs> At least I'll be popular. So, yep. um, so they go. She goes to a party, and it's this huge damn party, and it's a lot of fun. I think it. I don't remember if it's afterwards, but basically, she goes to the party, and uh, the the boyfriend. By the way, the boyfriend's stalking her, and we don't know <laughs> who it is during the whole movie. We have an idea. I'm pretty sure yeah. I know who it was right away. But you know, mm-hmm. the movie plays it out like. Oh, who's stalking her? Is it somebody has to do with the box? Is it her dad being a creepo? Oh, no, it was just her boyfriend stalking her because he's madly in love. <laughs> yep. So, As anyone could have figured out because she wished for him to be madly in love. <laughs> yep. So uh, he he doesn't – he refuses to want to break up with her because she doesn't want to be a part of his relationship anymore because he's just moving too fast because he's madly in love with her. Um, <laughs> yep. So you did this to yourself. She bitch. takes off and at some point meets up with her other two friends for a thing. Oh, the uh, the senior scavenge, which I thought was like a dance, which just seems stupid to be having a dance like themed around garbage picking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it seems like something she would do since that's her dad's life. The only thing that gives him passion in life gives him a stiffy. Yep. It's collecting garbage. But she took that from him. <laughs> It's passed down generation to generation. Um, But apparently, I guess it's like a scavenger hunt where they have to go around and take pictures of shit. And there was some kind of a clue about going up and down. So they went to some building with an elevator, which seems pretty iffy to me. (laughs) It could be any building, really. But (laughs) yeah, so they're they're talking about this whole entire thing about uh, the, the box and because now the friends kind of know about it at this point because they were very upset with her because she's like, well, why, why, why didn't you do any wishes for us? Like, we want to do this in college or get this kind of a job. And, she, you know, basically just telling her that she's very selfish with her wishes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, if one of my friends came up to me and said I had a wish box, I'd say, uh, you're retarded. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways. How much you wish you were smarter. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, basically – um, they meet, they all meet up. I think at, the at this point, yeah, that like they, she had already basically told them that she threw the box away, but she really didn't. And she kind of tells that to millennial Barb as the black girl goes on in the elevator to go catch fucking mutant Molly or whatever the fuck it was. And she tells Barb and like, Barb's like mad, but like so underplaying it that she like barely raises a pulse. <laughs> It's like, all right, I, I'm very confused by this scene. <laughs> like, yep. you're angry, but your face is sure not showing it. And the scene gets even more confusing. So um, <laughs> Mexican girl goes upstairs and, you know, catches zombie. Now, at this at this point, her dad is driving in a car and gets into a uh, – runs something over and pops the tire. 
So now we are left at this weird like crossroads of like, oh, who's going to die? I didn't even know that this was a thing with the box. Like it's it could be up to anybody that she knows. So (laughs) it's not targeting one person. It it seems like it's targeting everybody because there's even a scene at the party or at the scavenger thing where Barb almost dies from something from a fire. So it's just like it's just choosing all of the people that they know (laughs) or she knows and then hopefully one of them dies by weird coincidence. So yeah, her dad it's just putting is, them all in some kind of jeopardy. Yeah, and it's up to chance Fate. whether they get yeah. out of it or not. <laughs> so uh, basically, her dad's trying to change a tire, and it's supposed to be tension filled because he loses one of the lug nuts underneath the car that's jacked up. And as he's reaching, he's kind of knocking into the jack that's potentially going to kick out from under the car that might crush him. Which I don't know if that yeah. would actually work. Because right, I can go the car under my is not car sitting on the ground. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess it might because if that if that tire kicks out, I don't know if the, I can't remember if the tire was on or not, but if the car, if the tire does kick out, I guess that part of the car might go lower, but it would land on the brakes. That could, I guess, yeah. I'm so yeah, making sense of things again. But um, <laughs> so basically what ends up happening is is we're watching at the same time her father reached for lug nuts and her friend's stuck in an elevator now. The elevator is stuck, uh, and uh, for whatever reason, uh, we keep going back and forth between the father and her. So we go back to the father now, and he he gets the lug nut. He makes it out of the car just fine. But unfortunately, <laughs> as he gets out from under the car, the tire, the, the tire that he was going to replace it with, kind of rolls away, hits an oncoming car, bounces <laughs> off the car, and almost hits the father as like a weird ricochet thing. <laughs> yeah. It um, was ridiculous looking. The CGI was not good. I think it was the, uh, the tire from the movie rubber. Yeah. <laughs> and just had a life of its own, but it, it, it just barely misses him, which means, well, if, if the father's not going to die, Mexican girl's going to die. So the Mexican girl's <laughs> elevator doors open. She's like, Oh, I'm going to leave. And then just as she does, the elevator drops and it drops all the way to the bottom. And then pretty much gravity kills her. Yeah, <laughs> which again reminds you of Final Destination, like two, with the elevator scene, which was a cool, awesome death that I really liked. Whereas this was just kind of stupid and lame. Yeah, and they just kind of oh, it crashes to the ground, and she comes out not even looking that mangled, just with like just one piece of glass, glass kind of sticking in her. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so she dies, and then Millennial Barb, I like that name, Millennial Barb <laughs> says, "This is all your fault," and then she kind of just like runs off all screaming and crying and blah, blah, blah. And then nobody really questions uh, Buddy because it's weird because Millennial Barb screams, this is all your fault, but no cops question (laughs) Buddy. (laughs) We'll just allow this to happen. All right, sure. It's just an elevator (laughs) problem. So um, eventually the Asian kid, actually the Asian kid just shows up in that building. He just magically appears in that building. (laughs) because <laughs> i don't know Maybe if he, he was, was also stalking her <laughs> i don't know i just remember like uh barb running off and then um, amazingly uh mcfarts is just there i was like what the fuck's he doing here he wasn't there in the first place i'm so confused but he takes her yeah. to his place where he's been doing all this research on the box and whatnot and finds out there was more to the box like after it left uh, Lucy Liu's possession and went to this military guy's possession where, you know, he made a wish. And like I said before, he kills himself just after. And then it kind of like 
makes its way into all these people's hands. But the weirdest part is, and this is why you don't use people that people know, like actors <laughs> that people know, because then it left that one person's hands, and then he's like, and then it entered his hands. I was like, Jerry O'Connell's hands? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is this what happened to his career? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm so confused right now. He wished to be in sliders, got in it, and then after that, he's just like... <laughs> Shit, all my family's pretty much dead. I might as well just stop while I'm ahead. <laughs> Fox canceled us. <laughs> Better just burn myself alive. <laughs> but uh, they didn't really mention his name. They just, well, I guess they kind of do, but, it, you know, obviously they use somebody, you know, the person he's playing as. But <laughs> when he shows the picture <laughs> then, and then it entered his hands, I was like, Jerry O'Connell. it is so strange to get an actor like that when the part has no lines maybe 20 seconds of screen time total most of which is just showing a picture of his family it's like this could have been anybody you could have gotten a fucking no-name actor paid much less and gotten just as much you could have probably saved (laughs) some of that money and put that money and reinvested it into somebody else who can act like in the movie like main main character wise Yes, that would have been awesome. <laughs> but, but instead, they saved it all for that little cameo. Which I'm glad we got to see Jerry O'Connell. <laughs> Anyways, um, so we learn more about the box and then how her dad basically probably found it, you know, uh, garbage picking and all that other stuff and how he wound up finding it in the house right down the street from where they live. Um. All of that is basically pretty pointless. I think that entire scene was just Which, to put Jerry Connell into the movie. <laughs> didn't they mention that Jerry O'Connell was like a big businessman before he even found the box, though? Oh, I don't know. I don't remember. I didn't so really, why was he was mostly like, confused digging with Jerry through the dumpsters? <laughs> why was he digging through their garbage that day when the mom threw it out? <laughs> That's a good point. I don't know. <laughs> doesn't seem like something rich people do. Maybe it's just what everybody on the block just kind of does, just picks through people's garbage. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so we, we move along, and she says, all right, I'm done. I got to throw this box out. And she does. She kind of gets rid of the box, and at this point, uh, all of her wishes are basically just slowly disappearing. Uh, they lose the house because Uncle whatever didn't pay his taxes in 10 years, and yeah. uh, everything's just kind of I wouldn't say going back to normal, maybe slowly going back to normal. She's losing her yep. popularity. She's she's not cool anymore. Um, <laughs> the bully girl shows up and her scars are somewhat healing and she's back to being her mean self again. <laughs> treats her right. Um, she's a piece of shit. She should have died. Um, but then. Um, uh, oh, I think we I think we skipped over the their conclusion to the stalker boyfriend because that must have happened before she got rid of the box because uh, he was still madly in love with her at the time. <laughs> so that that one hadn't started fading yet. But he shows up one night uh, and you officially, you know, find out that it's him or I think, you know, she confronts him because she looks at his phone yep. and there's a bunch of pictures of her like sleeping and stuff like that. So they try to break up. But eventually he just comes to her house in the middle of the night again. And this time he's got a big old knife. And he slits his wrist to just kind of, you know, he goes down river. <laughs> yep. So you'd think he'd be dead, but nope. <laughs> Cut to the next scene. There's not even any drama. It's just like, oh, he's being loaded into the ambulance. He looks fine. <laughs> yep. It's like, what the fuck? How is this a payoff to that storyline? Well, we finally get the payoff to that storyline. And then she gets rid of the box. And uh, Millennial Barb 
ends up with the box back at school. And, of course, Buddy yes. doesn't want any part of this. She's like, no, you shouldn't have that box. And she just becomes so obsessed about the box that she takes the box away. And <laughs> she says, no, this is mine. She runs all the way back home. And then <laughs> she, like, pushes Barb down the stairs, essentially. <laughs> While fighting over it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Barb did like a backflip <laughs> and then just kind of scooted the rest of the way down the stairs. But anyways. Yeah. Buddy they brings... didn't really show if she's okay or not either. No, like, I assume so. she's not dead, but you don't need maybe. To. She was breathing. <laughs> um, but yeah, she, she gets back home. She makes another wish because fuck it. <laughs> Uh, yep. She wishes that her mother never committed suicide, which is probably the best way to word that because it's like <laughs> you could have worded it like, I wish my mom uh, was alive. And then she'd come back like in the X-Files episode where he's just like – or she'd be like a zombie and just yeah. screaming in pain continuously. <laughs> I love that scene so much. God, I love that episode. That episode's In most things, that's what would happen. But in this, I'm sure it would happen. Her mom would come back perfectly fine. But then, you know, fucking <laughs> her dad would die just out of, you know, completely unrelated circumstances. He would have a heart attack and <laughs> be like, oh, she really learned her lesson. Nope, not this time. So her <laughs> mom comes back and she doesn't just come back, but she was living all this time enough to the yeah. point to where they get she's got brand new siblings as well that <laughs> have been there apparently all along. And everybody's yeah. happy. And this is just a great time and a great relationship. But of course, the box has to take a soul. And unfortunately, they were cutting a tree, <laughs> cutting tree branches <laughs> in the most unsafe way possible. <laughs> yeah, uh, they're cutting tree branches, which I've never seen this done. Maybe but not with a giant ass chainsaw, but they're ch- no. <laughs> cutting branches with a giant ass <laughs> chainsaw with one guy on a small little ladder and the other guy's holding the lot- ladder. <laughs> And nothing could possibly go wrong here. The box opens up and she starts to freak out thinking something's going to happen. So she runs outside and here's the chainsaw. So she's really in panic mode, but she's the one who kind of causes the death because as she runs outside, she screams and the dad lets go of the ladder where the, uh, where his buddy drops the chainsaw and then kills her father. And that's the soul taken. (laughs) Yep. So she only has one choice left that's to make another wish <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's the only way out of this so <laughs> even though she knows once she makes the seventh wish she's gonna die but she seems very ignorant of that fact <laughs> afterwards no the, the weird thing is is like the way that the asian kid worded it he says he it takes a soul it takes one final soul it doesn't say the person hmm. making the wishes is the one who dies Pretty sure they spelled that out, that it was hers. The final one would be hers. After you make the seventh one, it's basically a one-way ticket for you. <laughs> I don't know, because that doesn't Cause then make Because then it's no sense. different than the rest of them. Well, right. That's true, but I, I, I don't know. Because like when he said, I'd ha- I almost have to turn this thing back on. I'm pretty sure he said he claims one last soul. Which, you're right, it doesn't make any sense from the rest of the wishes. But I don't yeah, think so he says this, he claims your soul if you're the one same who's, thing. who's making wishes. He, I don't think he ever says that. Because the whole time I was like, oh, you know, who's going to be the last one to die? Because I don't remember him ever saying that. But whatever. So anyways, so what ends up happening is she decides to make one last wish saying, I wish that everything was the way it was. I, or I wish we can go back to the morning that uh my dad found the box 
So, of course, she goes back to the past, which however many years that was, and um, she goes back there, and uh, she wakes up, and it's just like the beginning of the movie. Basically, well, minus the whole mom committing suicide. But yeah, <laughs> go back to the beginning of the movie where she wakes up, her dad's about to go do, her, do his garbage picking thing with his buddy, and she decides to go with him, and when they do that, they find the first place, which is weird because technically the first place they went to was the school, <laughs> yeah. not the house down the street. <laughs> But this time they go straight to the house down the street and um, changes the order around just by being there, I guess. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Uh, so she uh, grabs the box and heads back home. Oh, no. I don't think she, no, she goes, goes to home. school. She goes straight to yeah, school. Yeah, she goes. And she then, tries to get the Asian kid to go bury this thing, <laughs> even though he's like, I don't barely know you at this point. Because yeah. he went back in time to before, like they had really all their interactions. So he's just very confused and like, why the fuck? You, like she starts mentioning that he has a cousin who lives in a loft and stuff. And he's like, how the fuck do you know this? <laughs> right. It's it's the most pointless conversation. It's like, well, maybe in a multiverse we're dating. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, you're into the multiverse? She's like, yeah, maybe in a multiverse you have a cousin who lives in a loft. And he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, what the fuck you saying? <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. So after she does all that, he agrees to take the box and bury it. Of course, this box is like in a bag, so he doesn't know it's a box. Um, But he's like, yeah, I'll I'll do this. Sure, why not? And just as she's about to leave, she gets a big old McFarton kiss on the face. Yeah. It's so weird. Like she he's had no interactions with this girl. She just shows up and be like, hey, can you bury this for me? <laughs> Like, that's fucking bizarre. And then she's just kissing him out of nowhere. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> to be fair, I would be so confused if I was that guy. To be fair, this was the guy who also liked her. Also, she did apologize for, you know, farting in class and everybody calling him in farts. <laughs> so he's probably like, oh, man, that's very nice of her. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Which, again, is weird that, like, that's the girl he's had a thing for all these years. Yep. Is the girl who got him called McFarts? Is the girl who's technically <laughs> it was love McFarts. at first fart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, um, so as she walks away to go hang out with her friends, a car hits her, and it's the uh, the bullies, <laughs> which is the funniest damn thing I've ever seen. She goes like flying <laughs> through the air. I don't know if anybody yeah. would go flying through the air. You'd probably go. Like maybe, you know, outwards, like parallel yeah. to the street, you wouldn't go popping up, <laughs> popping up like 15, 20 feet to land on another car. I don't think that Especially would happen. Especially since it, the car didn't look damaged at all, the one that hit her. Like it looked perfectly fine, so it must not have hit her that hard. Right, it's not like it was going that flying. fast. I don't know. But the box took a soul for making the final wish, and then the yep. movie ends. <laughs> Undid, but did you see the mid credit sequence oh no i didn't <laughs> oh you're you're lucky <laughs> let, let basically it, it cuts to uh you know they're they're by a bridge or it cuts like yeah i think it's you know the land near a bridge and the asian kid's there and he looks in the bag and sees the box and, and then he's he just kind of cleaning it up and then he finds out it's jumanji <laughs> 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 he just kind of scrubs away some dirt and he's like, Oh, seven wishes. Dun, dun, dun. 
So they're trying to sequel bait for a movie that fucking no one saw and everyone hated. So it's kind of like the Super Mario Brothers movie where it's like, we're going to set up for a sequel, but there's not going to be a sequel. I'm still waiting for it. Unfortunately, we'll never get it, though. <laughs> I know. Bob Hoskins is dead. <laughs> he must have like made seven witches. Wishes. <laughs> Maybe not seven witches. All seven of them were to never be in one of those movies again. <laughs> or John Leguizamo is the one who made that wish and then took Bob Hoskins soul (laughs) that's true Um, but yeah that's a pawn a wish upon (laughs) that's a pawn that's a pawn yeah it's uh, it's a terrible terrible movie I don't really recommend it to anyone because uh, again, like it's like the, the idea of wishes gone awry is cool, but this movie didn't do anything with that. It just, like I said, it took instead of the wishes going bad per se, they just kind of did something else that was unconnected and we're like, Oh, isn't that cool? And you're like, no, it's not that cool. <laughs> and the deaths were, like I said, weren't that cool either. So that's a problem. But for me, the biggest fault of this whole movie is the characters and how I fucking hated them all <laughs> and didn't like, I guess maybe they're trying to make you not care about them since they're all going to die, including the, your main character. Like maybe that's their goal, but they did their job far too well because I hated them all. <laughs> yeah, they were pretty bad. <clears throat> um, man. Yeah. Smegma. That's the best part of the movie. <laughs> That was so dumb. <laughs> Your ultimate smegma. Like, oh my god, she added ultimate. So what would you say is the <laughs> She best just went nuclear. <laughs> I don't think there was one. No, there's gotta be a good quote in this movie. <laughs> Maybe when she when he called her buddy. <laughs> <laughs> it happened so many times. Hmm. What's a good quote? Probably uh, I'm a slut for those tons. Oh yeah, she called them tons. Forgot about that. It took me a second to I realize what I was talking about. You know my tons. I'm a slut for my tons. I need privacy because I'm a slut for my tons. That's what I call tons. tampons. <laughs> <laughs> I shortened it to tons. <laughs> um, let's see. Best final girl. <laughs> the Asian guy, I guess. He was the final girl. Mick Farts. <laughs> Farts is the best Asian girl. Um, let me think. What's another thing that we got to categorize? Yeah. Best death in the movie. In, uh, yeah. I guess in the final girl thing, I guess it's the Asian guy versus Rennie from Friday the 13th, part eight. <laughs> Mick Farts all the way. Call. <laughs> Mick Farts, Mick Farts. Mick Farts, Mick Farts. Uh, I mean, I guess I'll stick with Rennie just this one time. <laughs> Damn, we'll have to let fate decide. Um, best kill, I'm probably going to go with you on the the counter kill. Uh, yeah. Like I said, that, that one was pretty crazy. Kind of made you like, ooh, ooh, that's cringy. I mean, the whole scene's cringy because she's dealing with garbage disposal. So the whole time I'm just like, oh, please don't show it. <laughs> <laughs> that never goes well. Nope. You know what sucks though is they totally showed like most of that scene in the trailer. Oh, so it's like the one good kill in the movie, and everyone knows it's coming. What's weird is I've never even heard of this movie. And this is a movie I totally would have watched, and somehow have <laughs> completely 
just missed it or something. I must have just been in a like grizzly bearing it up and just been in hibernation or something. I just <laughs> That's <don't> very possible. <laughs> um, I guess best looking girl of the movie. <laughs> um, probably the hot chick from Final Destination Five. <laughs> yes, agreed. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All Even right. after her laser eye surgery. Oh, I forgot about that scene. Oh, <laughs> that was my hard. God. That there's, was tough. There's one thing in this world. Like, I hate the eye doctor more than the dentist. Eye doctors <laughs> drive me nuts. Anything with eyes drives me completely mm-hmm. insane. And that whole time, I was just in cringe mode. I was like, <sighs> oh, God. Oh, it was horrible, man. <laughs> it was so bad. It really was. Oh, God. That's that's a tough one to deal with. <laughs> That's why I can't hate that movie. It did have some good parts. It did have some of probably the coolest kills, but also the most far-fetched kills in the entire yeah. movie or in the entire series. Like everything <laughs> in the first one was almost like it was coincidental. Like these things were happening. This isn't coincidental. This was Rube Goldberg, the entire movie. Like one thing would happen, then another thing would happen. And that would cause this to happen. <laughs> and then a chain reaction to this would happen. And this would happen. And what would all that for? A Buddha that had nothing to do with anything. You're just like, what the <laughs> fuck? See, I didn't mind that because you got to start getting creative. You got to have cool things. You got to up that ante. So by having like, you know, little Rube Goldberg things, I kind of like that. It shows at least that you're putting effort in. Unlike this movie, where you're just like, oh, slip, fall. <laughs> I'm not. It's like a Peter yet. Francis Tracy commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Did you slip and fall in the bathroom? I'm Peter Francis Tracy. Oh, okay. Um. <laughs> Do you have vaginal mesh that went wrong? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why there's always so many lawsuits about vaginal mesh. Not even sure what that is. I'm glad that I don't. <laughs> uh, let's see. On a rating scale, where would this fall to you? <laughs> One to ten. Dying. Um, probably one. <laughs> no, it's not that bad. It's bad, but it ain't one. I really don't like it. Um, I find it. Uh, yeah. Honestly, like watching it the second time, I was like, man, this is tough to get through. <laughs> I really regret picking this because <laughs> it's just, there's no flow. There's nothing interesting. Uh, it just did nothing for me whatsoever. <laughs> I would say that this is probably a three or four to me. This beats out Rocky too, for sure. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm going to hang up right now. <laughs> <laughs> Rocky 2 flowed like ass <laughs> I would watch Rocky 2 800 times Before I'd watch this one more time I wouldn't watch either one of them again I'm just saying that this is probably I would say closer to a 3 But I don't I don't. I mean it was like I was watching it and it kept my attention the whole time Because I wanted to see what her next <laughs> wish was And then who was going to die It's the thing that kept re- reeling me in It was like well, let's see what the next wish is, and then let's see who's going to die and how they're going to die. It was it. I mean, it did have very reminiscent kills to like Final Destination. I mean, they're mm-hmm. bad, but it's like it kept my attention, <laughs> just like Final Destination does. Like Final Destination Five, there's many times where I just wanted to turn the goddamn movie off because it's just awful. But the thing that keeps my attention <laughs> is just like, oh, well, this kills good, and then the eye thing happened, and I was like, oh god, I really want to just shut this shit off right now. <laughs> Even the wishes, though. They were so like lame and they're like, they're pretty much exactly what you think, like the stereotype of a teenage girl would want to (laughs) do. 
It's like, I want this boy to like me. I want to be popular. Yeah. I want a lot of money. And that, so it's like, and then somebody so, said, let's give it to that girl. And then we'll watch their family die. <laughs> <laughs> this is they for call having it big the lips. Kylie Jenner story. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God. Yeah. The, uh, it's funny cause I wish I would have picked edge of 17. And honestly, there's some weird elements of crossover between those two movies. There's like certain things. Will, I'm definitely going to stick with my guns. I think and do that one next. Uh, when we do this again after the next franchise, um, <laughs> but that one is so done so much better. And obviously it's not a horror movie, but there's certain elements where it's, where they are kind of similar. But that one is just done so much better. The star is so much more likable. And it just really shows what a good character, like what a good actress can do as opposed to anyone in this movie. (laughs) They can't wait. (laughs) I started rewatching a little bit of that movie again yesterday. I was and like, oh, man, this is so funny. Because you're like, God <laughs> no. damn, this is terrible. <laughs> it holds up. Every bit of it's just as good as I remembered. Blech. It's just so likable. <laughs> well, you you want to hear what uh, the next movie is before we can get to Creed 2? Yes, I would. All right. So I had to do a lot of thinking because I feel like what I need to do is I need to pull movies that you haven't seen but I have seen. And I want to get your thoughts on it just like you're trying to do with myself. So okay. um, I was like, well, what do I do Scared. on this? Because I was like, well, I don't, I can't do sequels or anything that has sequels, really. And I almost did Cruel Intentions, like we were talking about nice. in the week. Yep. But I haven't seen that movie. It's basically you're choosing the movie for me to watch again. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> well, I don't want to do that. I want to choose a movie that I've seen that you haven't seen. But that's very difficult because you've seen so many movies. So I was like, well, do I do a home movie? And we talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, no, no, no. And then it finally It'd be a little me. hard to find. Yeah. <laughs> Can I rent this whole movie on Amazon? <laughs> so it finally hit me and I was like, oh, I think I got an idea. And then I had to text Kevin and say, Can we choose any movie? And you said, Yeah, go for it. So because I can't choose anything with sequels, it was very difficult because it seems like they <laughs> always do sequels. But uh oh. Moana. We're doing Moana. Oh no. Oh yes. <laughs> I was I knew I was afraid you were gonna go Pixar the whole time, but I think I'm honestly even more upset because of all of them, that one looks probably the least interesting. It or at least near the bottom. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Um because I was going to choose Toy Story, but there's already three of them, and I was like, we should start at the beginning and do Toy Story, but I was like, fuck, he said no sequels. <laughs> So I couldn't do that, and then I was like, Monsters, Inc., fuck, can't do that. There's a fucking <laughs> sequel to that one. So yeah. I was trying to think of shit that had no sequels, and it was really difficult. And I was like, well, let me just do the one that I saw last, and I really, really like Moana. So I was like, fuck <laughs> it, because I'm not doing Frozen. Oh, Actually, I don't even think Frozen's Pixar, but. That's true. Um, so. <laughs> oh, I, boy. I can't I wait. Doing, if Wreck-It Ralph didn't come out with a goddamn shitty sequel, I would have said Wreck-It Ralph, because <laughs> you would have actually liked that movie. <laughs> damn them we were just a little like one year too late i know i know <laughs> wreck it ralph was fucking amazing that's a great movie <laughs> and i would have done how to train your dragon too even though that's uh dreamworks and not pixar but that's another great fucking series <laughs> yeah now there's three of them yeah i know i can't wait to see the new one i'm really excited um <laughs> damn good, i didn't man. know you're such a such a fan i didn't think i would be 
But I watched the first one. I was like, this is pretty good. And then the second one came out. I was like, oh, they're doing it again. And then I watched it. I was like, fuck, this is a good movie. <laughs> so now I want to watch That's it. That's what I've one. heard. They're really good, man. And what's his face who does Jay uh, Baruchel, who does the, the main character? So good. It's like his voice is just perfect for his character in this movie. It's just it's such a great <laughs> fucking flick. I could see that, but I heard his name was Hiccup, which makes me not want to watch the movie even more. Yep, that's his <laughs> that's name. That's not a name. That's his name. <laughs> it's a very, very great name. Like, that's the name. I could see that being the name of a dragon, not of a person. No, <laughs> that's not a people name. Is name. <laughs> I'm never going to be able to tell which one's which with those names. Because <laughs> none of them sound like people names. <laughs> because they're Vikings from the old the old days. <laughs> Then they should be named like Olaf. <laughs> I think that's one of his friend's names, actually. The Vikings only have four names. Not everybody can be named Olaf and Helga. That's not, and I think Helga is actually the girl in there. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> but that my bye. <laughs> there's just too many Vikings in there. We got to start getting creative. But yeah, that's a great series too. But I figured let's do Moana. I like it. It's got some good songs, but I think the, I think Moana herself is very motivational. So because girls, oh, because boy. women, because women. Yeah. So is it uh, streaming on the Netflix? No, they just took it off in like December, I guess. And I guess like oh, all the families were in a uproar. Um, I think oh, most of the Disney movies have come off of fucking Netflix already now. Yeah, they're they're getting ready for their streaming service. So they've even they started saying that they said that uh, Captain Marvel will be the first movie that doesn't go on Netflix. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna go right to the old Disney streaming service, which is as well every. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm not even completely against the Disney streaming service. I just wish it was already out. Because I like Disney movies. I like, I mean, I'm not going to watch a, a single one of the Star Wars fucking movies. But, <laughs> I mean, I like that they've got the Marvel stuff so I can watch that whenever. And I don't know what yep. Disney movies they're actually going to put on there. Are they going to do the old school movies? Are they going to do, like, the Pixar stuff? Or is it going to be, like, Netflix where they just trickle stuff in? I, don't I mean, know. I would assume it's going to be everything. Because that seems like that's why they bought Fox, too, was so that they would have a bigger library. Mm-hmm. So that they'd have more movies to put on there, basically. So I've got to imagine they're going to use everything they can and put it on there. Damn. That's going to be pretty good. <laughs> Finally, I can do a deep dive on Herbie the Love Bug. <laughs> <laughs> going in. But yeah, we'll have to both <laughs> technically rent Moana because I don't have it. <laughs> All right, maybe I'll torrent it if I can. Oh, true. <laughs> It'll probably be there. Um, yeah, I don't really have any Disney movies that I have that you probably haven't seen. Like, I've got Hocus Pocus, but I don't want to crack that open because oh, I got that oh. from Salem. <clears throat> oh, really? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I bought it from Is the Is it like Witch special Museum. packaging? It's not special packaging, but it has the label oh. uh, Salem Witch Museum on it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so I don't really want to open it. It's tough. I like that movie too much. I want to see it. I bought a copy I can never watch. I know. <laughs> You'll have to just buy it again on Amazon for cheap. But yeah, I'm excited. You're finally going to watch a Pixar movie. <laughs> going to ruin my record. Yes. No. Yes. <laughs> Man. It's going to be going just home. fine. It's going to be just <laughs> fine. You're going to like it. The Rock's in it. How can you dislike it? <laughs> the rock's in a lot of things 
most of which I have disliked. That's true. But this one's a good one. <laughs> okay. I do like The Rock. I just wish he was in better things. Yeah, I agree. But this one, he's good. I like this one. It's fun. Um, okay. I couldn't well, think of that's, uh, Okay. Well, we'll make it happen. Next week. <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, I was on the LCS hockey show yesterday, and um, Larry mentioned, I was telling them what the, the next franchise we were doing was Paranormal Activity, mm-hmm. and Larry loves those movies, <laughs> so he might come on at one point. Oh, all right. <laughs> you guys can gang up on me. <laughs> Good. I'm hoping I could do three. I should be able to do three. I think you guys are both going to be on the same track, though. That's my oh, only shit. concern. I might be able to pull him onto a separate, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We got a couple weeks <laughs> to figure out the, the technical difficulties. That's true. I should try to pull Nick on as uh like we'll just do you and then Nick and then see yeah. try to figure it out. But, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, it should be good. Paranormal activity all the way. It's so good. <laughs> all right. I know that's not true. But let's, uh, I guess let's crank through the Weird Al songs real quick. <laughs> no. All right. So we are up to the year 1993, I do believe, uh, with, with the Alapalooza album. Um, so we've got a couple of different ones here. There are some style parodies. Uh, we'll see if you can get those. Oh, boy. <laughs> including this first one. This first one is a style parody. Um, it's not a song I particularly like. Uh, honestly, I wouldn't have guessed this was a, a style parody necessarily of this artist. I mean, it does kind of make sense when you hear it, but <laughs> it doesn't necessarily jump to my mind, but maybe it will to you. Um, okay. This is a song called Yum, or Young, Dumb, and Ugly, um, basically about just you know being a young punk and that kind of shit. Uh, here it is. Any guesses on who that's a style parody of? Uh, Twisted Sister. Uh, pretty good guess. Um, but according, uh, I'll give you this hint. Even my dad didn't figure out who that was supposed to be a style parody of, and he probably ACDC. should have. <laughs> yep, there you go. <laughs> I mean, it kind of sounds like it, I guess, but doesn't necessarily jump out to mind. It could be just be any pretty much, you know, metal band. <laughs> yep. Pretty nondescript. Uh, this next one, I really like this next song. Uh, this is not a style parody that I know of. It's kind of like a uh, 
it's kind of like a, almost like a throwback to older songs. It feels like um, this is a song about one of Weird Al's favorite subjects. TV with a little song called Frank's 2000 inch TV. <laughs> wow. It's a lot of inches. <laughs> song it's not like gonna have you rolling in the aisles or anything but it's it's a good sounding song yeah that one's not too bad yeah so i like that uh next I got up, into it. yeah it's a good jam um this one is all right it's nothing special uh it's just called it's a song called traffic jam just about being stuck in traffic um here it is It's got some good like keyboard and stuff. It's it's good. Not you know nothing doesn't doesn't blow you away, but it's good. It's solid. It blows uh, me. <laughs> this next one, this song I really really like. Uh, this is kind of a precursor to Jerry Springer that came later on the parody of the uh, Bare Naked Ladies song. Uh, this is a song called Talk Soup. And it's basically just about all the kind of talk shows that were on in the early 90s and the kind of stuff they would talk about in those talk shows. 
Uh, and it's, it's pretty good. It's uh, very much like that Jerry Springer show. He's just kind of saying weird, you know, crazy <laughs> off the wall shit. Um, it's pretty good. Here it is. Talk soup. Anytime you Anytime can bring you horns can... in, I'm cool. <laughs> yep. Horns and the, the phrase porno star. <laughs> you don't hear that enough. Not enough. <laughs> Not enough. People talk about porn, but they don't say porno anymore. And porno seems way funnier. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that one letter makes such a difference. <laughs> that but, one's on bad. Uh, I like it. Yeah, it's pretty good. This next song, we're going to hear the whole song, but I think that's only about 20 uh, seconds long. <laughs> it's the shortest clip of them all. Uh, this is a little theme song for Weird Al's little friend Harvey, the Wonder Hamster. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Here it is. And that was it. All right. That's not bad. <laughs> yeah. Keep it short and sweet on that one. When I was a kid, I definitely, I love that song. Cause it's, you know, how many songs are about hamsters? Not enough. Not enough. <laughs> now this last one, this is a style parody. I will be very, 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 very impressed. If you get this one. <laughs> now it's on. <laughs> uh, this one seems very tough to get. It doesn't necessarily sound like a lot of this person's songs. There's certain, there's definitely parts of this that definitely sound like parts of some of his songs, but it's, uh, it could be just about anything, honestly. Like I don't hear this and necessarily think of that person, um, but we'll see if you can get it. This is a song called waffle King. Um, it's not 
all that great. It's kind of like the King of Suede, except not nearly as funny <laughs> and just being about a guy who likes selling waffles. Um, Can't blame him. <laughs> love me some waffles. Uh, here you go. See if you can figure out who this is a style parody of. Uh, do you have any guesses on who that would be? The police. <laughs> Always a solid answer, but no. Sting. <laughs> no. I feel like you're not too far off. You're kind of in the ballpark. The police. <laughs> the police and Sting. <laughs> police featuring Sting. <laughs> the Sting police. <laughs> they live inside of my head. Um, no, <laughs> I don't know. Neither one of those. Uh, it is Peter Gabriel. Uh, what if Your I said Genesis? <laughs> I would have been like, wow, you're very close <laughs> to me. That song sounds very like seventies, kind of like a, you know, like almost a disco type of vibe. But I mean, I guess there's certain things in that song that are Peter Gabriel ask, especially that. Like that's straight out of one of his songs. That one little noise kind of gives it away. Huh. <laughs> and some of his songs around this time were kind of horn heavy like that. Like uh, Steam was kind of like that. So maybe that's the kind of sound he was going for in this. Uh, but anyway, so which would you like to pick for the winners? Hamster the Dance. Um... I can't remember what the second one you played, but I think that one. Yeah, Frank's 2000-inch TV. Yeah. And for me, the other one, I would say Talk Soup. Yeah, I'm cool with those. Sweet. Works for me. We're inching ever closer. 12 (laughs) inches. To the bracket. (laughs) 2,000 inches away. (laughs) Still to go. (laughs) Cool. We've done it. Yeah. We've done it again. Are there uh, are there any board games of which you would like to discuss this week? Uh, let's see. Hmm. Uh, I haven't really played anything new Shibona. because I've been working so damn much. Yeah. Um, I played Quest for the Lost Pixel today and I lost really hard. <laughs> the hardest you could probably lose. Unless it was on your first oh. turn. I guess that would be the hardest. <laughs> yeah. That'd be pretty bad. 
I stab myself with my own sword. Damn it. I always do that. Yes, <laughs> um, I'm trying to spin trick. I don't really have anything new to talk about. I did get a new game. Oh. Uh, and I wanted like a really heavy Euro style game, um, which is like usually a puzzle. To... No, no, oh, not, not with You like, had to buy it with me. Euros. <laughs> no, or that. Um, but yeah, basically it's a game by this uh, designer called Stefan Feld, who's a very big designer in the board gaming industry. Most people compare, or not compare them, but like most people are like always looking forward to the next Feld game and they always try to get it. But he made a bunch of games in the 2000s that were did really well. And two in particular, one called Castles of Burgundy, which is a dice rolling and placement-ish style game. And then the other one is like, uh, the best way I can explain it is like a smart person's Mario Party, <laughs> but it's called <laughs> it's called Trajan, and that's the one I bought. <laughs> huh? Um, like uh, Trajan condoms. Yeah, kind of. But uh, <laughs> uh, my buddy Sean has uh, the uh, Castles of Burgundy, and I played it, and I I like it. They it's it's considered like a point salad style game where like pretty much everything you're doing. You just keep getting points. I don't know why they call it a salad, but in the board gaming industry, that's what it what it is. Just point hmm. salad. So you just keep getting points for things you do, and it's just how well can you get the most points, basically. And the Mario Party style game, it's just a bunch of mini games, um, and everything you're doing is just trying to give you more and more points. And depending on how you can combo off certain things, it'll give you additional points. But Ooh. there's like six different like mini games that you're doing. Like one game you're trying to do area control, so you're trying to control different parts of uh, a country. The other thing you're trying to do is set collection, so you're trying to collect cards and make sets of them. The other kind of game is you're just building different buildings and trying to do that better than everybody else by having the bigger buildings. Uh, one of them. But is, is there a way where I can start? I could be the first one to go and get the advantage <laughs> and just run shot over everybody because I'm ahead of everyone. <laughs> Like I do in Mario Party. Um, no, no, thankfully not. <laughs> oh, I found Damn out. It. We could talk about Mario Party. That's like a board game. I did play it again <laughs> uh, a couple weekends ago, and there's one board that I'll probably only ever play with now, mm-hmm. um, which is the damn star dude doesn't move from his spot now. <laughs> oh, nice. So that, now I don't have to sense. worry about the person in first place ever jumping ahead now, which is nice. Um, but it's cool because he's also got a gachapon machine right in front of the star dude. So the star oh, dude shit. Uh, stays in one spot and he's two spaces away from the gachapon. So any, it starts off by if you have 20 coins. Normally, if you have 10 coins, you can buy one star. If you have 20 coins, you can buy two stars. Um, mm. Actually, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you can buy as many stars as you have coins for. That's what it is. But nice. the biggest thing is, is this Gachapon machine can change the price of the stars. So sometimes it could be five coins. Sometimes it could be 10 coins. Sometimes it'll be 15 coins. So I think the most you could buy, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, is you could buy a total of two stars. And towards the end of the game, like the uh, last three turns, you can buy up to three stars. But Ooh. up until that point, you can only buy two. And, of course, with people – every time you buy a star – a new Gachapon ball comes out, and you can uh, open it up, and it will change the price. Um, but you can also land on that space to change the price before you get there. 
So if it's 15, you might want to use like a custom die to try to get to the Gachapon to change it back to either 5 or 10 so you can afford two stars. Um, <laughs> it's so much better than the other boards. <laughs> so much better because at least... Sounds like it. At least you're not... I mean, you do play with a little bit of the random because that's too big Gachapon machine. But at the same time, the star's not jumping around different random places on the board. So that means the person who just got the stars isn't probably going to get it again. You have to get make your way all the way back up to the top of this pyramid thing. Um, I like it a lot. This version's way better to me. <laughs> this board. What if way you better. don't want a star and you want a sticky hand? Can you get that out of the gachapon? You can't, but you can get gumballs though. Um, oh. But they are sugar free. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, this game's <laughs> trash. They know um, I got the sugar. But yeah, I'm trying to work my way and trying to get the last three hidden characters in that game. There's Donkey Kong I still need, Diddy Kong I still need, and then some stupid, I think Bowser, kind of like minion called Bow, uh, Pom-Pom. I don't know who, who the fuck Pom-Pom is, but <laughs> I'm excited. She's a cheerleader, I guess. Yeah, something. But yeah, <laughs> I'm excited for to get those three. Hmm. Um. Hopefully soon. Hopefully one day. Nice. Um, did I tell you that they uh, they announced Super Mario Maker 2? Oh, nice. Oh, I haven't then. <laughs> I don't think so. I'm going to rip my pants off. I'm so excited right now. <laughs> they just announced it, I think, last week during their Nintendo Direct. Was, uh, I think on the 13th of February. But yeah, they announced it. They are going to do Super Mario Maker 2. That comes out in June. I hope it's the first of June. That way I don't have to talk to you guys and I can just sit down and play that game all day long. <laughs> we'll just go explore Washington on our own. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll be like, when you guys come back, you can explore my levels. <laughs> I made it so hard that you'll just die in the first five seconds and quit. Uh, my Isn't that awesome? <laughs> but yeah, I love the first one. I made some like hilarious like levels. Some were okay. Some I tried to make hard. Some I tried to make it seem like it was hard, but it's actually easy. Just like, oh man, there's too many spikes everywhere, and there's one out of you know, there's one block at every other space, and it's just like, how am I supposed to do this? Okay. And if you just run, you just make it through the level. It's just supposed to look scarier. But if you just run, you oh. run over the blocks or over the, yeah, uh, the, the old, holes. The old Ninja Turtle trick. Yep. That little gap. Yep. You just run and then you make it. It's fun. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that one's got – it's got so many cool things. I'm hoping you can do the, all the crazy uh, – like get all the crazy costumes again this time too because that was my favorite part in the other one. It's like trying to unlock yeah. new costumes like Mega Man or shit. Like everybody, like Sonic the Hedgehog, Bomberman, all sorts of shit. Speaking of Bomberman, uh, I just downloaded it. It should be on your Xbox as well probably at this point. I think I did see that, yeah. Yeah, that and uh, some other game that looks just like Castlevania. Oh, yeah, I played that literally as we were uh, as you texted me to come back on. Um, it's basically Castlevania. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> sure seemed like it. I just started playing it like for a little bit. Like I only made it, you know, part of the way through the first level. I was like, all right, I'm gonna go back to Resident Evil now. But this does seem cool. I yeah. like it. Yeah, it it's very... basically just Castlevania with a sword. But <laughs> yeah, and your other power is like you start with like a, a whip that only goes diagonal. But like I'm just kind of stopped at this one boss thing that I was doing um, when you text me. <laughs> I guess I'll fight this boss later. Um, but yeah, it, it's pretty fun. But uh, the Bomberman game is pretty crazy because I don't know if it's just an Xbox thing. I know it also came out on the Nintendo, but there's like different characters you could choose. And one of them's Ooh. Pyramid Head. 
Oh, really? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> what a weird. Awesome. Yeah, one of them's Pyramid Head. The other one's like Simon Belmont, and then there's Master Chief, and there's uh, Solid Snake, uh, Dracula. It's like, what the fuck? Who? What the fuck is happening in this damn game? What a random collection. And then they all have like special abilities depending on who you choose. I have no idea how to use fucking uh, Dracula's ability, but. The first person I chose was Pyramid Head because it was just so goddamn weird. <laughs> oh, yeah. And apparently what it does is if you use his special ability, it slows Pyramid Head down to a crawl. Like he is moving <laughs> so goddamn slow. But if you touch you somebody, they die immediately. Wow. Yeah. Now, good luck trying to touch <laughs> somebody while you're moving so fucking slow, though. <laughs> But it is pretty great because as soon as like if somebody's near you and they're like trying to get pa- past you because they just threw a bomb down, just press that mm-hmm. button and hope hope to God you can get out of there before that bomb explodes because they're going to run into <laughs> you, die, and then you just need to dodge that bomb. Damn, that's cool. I've also learned yeah, that I suck really bad at Bomberman now. <laughs> you lost the touch. But yeah, we should try playing that later, uh, maybe after the podcast or something because I got to see how to do the. Multiplayer, it just seems cool, but uh, yeah, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, that's that's what I've been going on. That's what I've been going on. Nice, nice. How about you? Anything well, on your side of the world? Uh, not really. I mean, I guess I want to talk, uh, do a little bit of comic book talk here. I'm still not talking about anything actually like an actual comic book. I swear someday we'll do uh, <laughs> something like that where I actually talk about a re- actual comic book. Uh, someday, but right now I'm still want to bitch about some other things. Perfect. <laughs> Today, I would like to bitch about a little thing called fridging. I'm sorry. <laughs> Are you familiar with the term fridging at all? Is that like flossing? <laughs> it's just as, as stupid in a way, <laughs> but no, uh, fridging is a thing. It's basically the shortened version of women in refrigerator syndrome. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yep, that sounds about right. I feel like that's something that most people would say to this. Uh, but if this is a thing. It's become an a buzzword within, you know, like the, the geek world of fridging. I guess it originally started, I think, in like the late 90s, early 2000s. Uh, this woman who writes comic books, Gail Simone, she's done a bunch of, you know, comics from Marvel and DC, blah, blah, blah. But she came out with this whole manifesto in the early 2000s about women in refrigerator syndrome, which refers to the Green Lantern, uh, Kyle Rayner, Green Lantern. His girlfriend was killed by some kind of supervillain and basically chopped up and put in his refrigerator. (laughs) And he came home and, you know, opened the refrigerator door and just saw his girlfriend's dead body parts in the fridge. (laughs) And so she basically used this as an example to point out that comic books are sexist because like all these love interests just getting murdered in gruesome ways and stuff like that, just to further the storyline of the men. And so basically this has been a whole thing. It's, you know, seems to get brought up anytime anything happens. They even made a mention of it in uh, the, once upon a Deadpool version of Deadpool two, like where he's talking to, uh, you know, Fred Savage and Fred Savage is like, Whoa, you just fridged Vanessa. 
<laughs> and like she kind of explains to Deadpool what it is. And he's like, oh, yeah, when you say it like that, it does sound sexist. I'm like, oh, God. So this is like a legit thing that people bring up from time to time now. When if you look at it and you think about it for even one second, it's not that it's sexist. That's not what's happening here. <laughs> there are multiple reasons here. This really has nothing to do with comic book writers being sexist. Because let's see, first off, <laughs> let's say, let's say that women get killed off in comics. The women love interest get killed off in comics more than anyone else. Let's say that that happened. I don't, I'm not even sure that that that's true. a true statement or not, but let's say that that happens. Why would that be? Because most of the heroes are men. <laughs> so they're, you know, pretty much straight men. So they're all going to have girlfriends. And if you want to put them through some kind of emotional thing, that's probably, that's one of the main people that's going to be killed, which again, it's not just fucking sexist. It's not, people aren't doing this to be sexist. But the other thing is you can't kill the fucking hero himself. Or if you do, obviously they're going to come back right away because you can't have a book then. So you can't kill the fucking hero, meaning you have to kill the people around them. Everyone around them is kind of fair game for killing off because they have to have motivation for things and they have to have drama in their lives. So basically everyone around them becomes fair game to be killed off, not just their love interest, but everyone. And of course that's going to probably hurt the most. So that would be why you can't, like I said, you can't actually kill the hero that ends the book. <laughs> so to, in, in order to have drama, you have to have the other people around them be that. And that's the case with everyone, male heroes or female heroes. Like, look at fucking Steve Trevor. They just killed him and Wonder Woman. That's no sexist. one's like, oh, that's sexist. I, I'm <laughs> saying I've been saying it since then. <laughs> like, that's just bound to happen. Like, guys don't have a problem with that when you kill off the guy love interest. No one gives a fuck. The other thing is. I don't even think that it this hap necessarily happens to women in comics more so than anyone else. If you look at any character, like most of their supporting cast has been killed at one point. <laughs> or, you know, and sometimes they come back, sometimes they don't. Let's just look at Spider-Man for an example. Sure, they killed Gwen Stacy at one point. That's, you know, fair. That's but all of, his other <laughs> all of his other girlfriends are alive. You know who else they've killed? Uncle Ben. Gwen Stacy's dad, who was like the one cop who believed in him <laughs> and looked at him like a, you know, like a son killed him off before they killed Gwen off. Um, they've basically, they've killed all of his friends. Harry Osborn died for a long time. Uh, Flash Thompson just recently died. <laughs> like anyone who's been cl like closely related to him fucking gets killed. <laughs> Aunt May died once and came back. But even that was just like, she died of old she died of like a stroke so it wasn't even anything gruesome or you know horrible murder by supervillains she just died of natural causes well, and even that, they a like, woman right yeah exactly well, that's a, that's fridging that's fridging everybody <laughs> but knows she that. came back she died of natural causes and then was brought back because she they realized she's too important <laughs> so this example doesn't really seem to support that it looks like a lot more men are dying than anyone else look at batman Jason Todd died. Batgirl only got crippled. <laughs> only this guy over here. <laughs> I mean, they're both bad, 
but which one actually was murdered and beaten with a crowbar to death? And who just got one bullet in the spine? <laughs> I'd say she got off a little bit light on that one. She doesn't have legs anymore. <laughs> and she, you know, she eventually got him back. She eventually got her spine all fixed. And now she's back girl again, just like happens with most things in comics. But like I said, it could be anybody who is related to a character. They're all fair game. And you know who else you definitely don't want to be if you're, you know, besides just the love interest, Bill you, know Cosby. you really don't want to be <laughs> in a comic book or any other story. You sure don't want to be there, either their parents or any kind of mentor to them, <laughs> because those people are like a hundred percent. Well, I'd say 90% of the time they're killed and they're just like, oh, I taught you everything I could. Now you're the one. <laughs> Avenge me. <laughs> I love their That's 90% of the time. The other 10% of the time they do live, but they become villains and turn on the hero. <laughs> Those are pretty much the only two options for you. If you're the mentor character, it's <laughs> true. So it's certainly not like this is only a thing that happens to women. Well, because women, <laughs> people just like finding things to complain about. And it fucking drives me insane. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I agree. It's trash. The world is trash now. And all I want to do is live in Atlantis. <laughs> it's not real. That's fine. Put me in the water and don't ever let me up. <laughs> I'll create my own Atlantis. I'll slip in my own bathtub. I was pretending it was Atlantis. <laughs> <laughs> Why is Atlantis all red? Oh, because <laughs> I've used a razor suddenly. blade on my wrists. <laughs> oh, it just it makes me so upset. <laughs> it's going to be OK. There's something my... to complain about, though. Yep. About frigging. It's, uh... <laughs> it's right yep, next it's to a... edging. <laughs> it could be a fridge lord. <laughs> Gross. Uh, well, well that's, sweet. My, that's my rant for the week. Cool. All right. <laughs> oh, you've all learned some vocabulary. Yep. Um, have you watched uh, The Umbrella Academy yet? Or no? Uh, no, my sister actually asked me about that today at the party. Oh. I've heard nothing but amazing things, and I keep getting weird things all the time on YouTube to tell me to watch the damn movie or the show. Yeah, they seem to be pumping the crap out of that. I don't know why. Um, like, I don't know if this Academy, like, are these supposed to be kids? Because Ellen Page has got to be like 40 now. <laughs> no, she's 30 something. Been... They're all like in their, they're all like 30 or 31 or something like that. They're all in this, they're all the same age. There's just, there's one kid in there who's got an aging thing where he looks younger, but he's actually got like a 50 or 60 year old mind. So mm -hmm. he, he's, I don't know. Apparently he's like really powerful or something like that. I don't know anything. I haven't watched the show, but I, I watched like <laughs> one thing on some of the kids. I don't know anybody's powers except for that same kid. I believe could teleport or some kid could teleport and Ellen page is in there. And she was part of these kids who were all born by mothers who were not pregnant the morning of, and then gave birth but Ellen Page doesn't have powers. So, huh? That seems like a bad school for her to go to then. <laughs> yeah. I think they brought her to the school thinking that she's just going to develop late. Kind of like the movie sky high, <laughs> which is another fantastic. <laughs> Someday movie. She'll finally go through puberty one day. <laughs> yeah. 
But uh, yeah, no, all of them are like 30, like the early 30s. Like I said, huh. except for that one kid who's looks way younger than he actually is. Um, I guess when you hear Umbrella Academy, you would assume they're like student aged. No, not I in think their it's 30s. like I think it's like the X-Men thing where it's like they're trying to all still learn and still develop their powers and stuff like that. So it's just a constant yeah. learning thing of a jig. Um, I've heard nothing but amazing things. They said it's like the best show on Netflix in 2019. I don't know if I want to dive into it yet. I do see a talking monkey in there, which kind of entices me. I like talking monkeys or monkeys that just wear people clothes. Yeah, that is always pretty good. Um, So I don't know. I might actually watch it, but we'll see. Lori liked it. I don't know if that means much, but she seemed to like it. Hmm. That's true. <laughs> I don't know, but I might watch been, it. Uh... I've been watching The Sopranos. I'd never actually watched it, so I've kind of been going through and trying to watch it now. <laughs> many, many years too late. But yeah, I've it's, heard it's uh, amazing, it's, though. Yeah, it's, it's good. I wouldn't say it's like the greatest thing ever. Well, it's probably um, dated now. Yeah, I mean, it kind of seems like it was definitely one of those first kind of shows that took that idea of having like an anti-hero type character. Mm-hmm. And it seems like the ones that have come since have done a better job with that. Like they learned from this show and did better. So now seeing the old, you know, the original, it's kind of like, eh. <laughs> yeah. Like there's, there's not as much like actual cool mob stuff as you would think. It's a lot more of the therapy and fucking talking about how his mom was a bitch in therapy. And now he's having panic attacks and like, he was lo- oh, so much with dream sequences. That's it's like, I did not expect that going into a fucking show about the mafia. Yeah, <laughs> that that's like they watching learning. Blossom. Yeah. <laughs> they're like learning key information and in dream sequences and shit. It's like, what? I don't, I don't buy that at all. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> hmm. Interesting, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, it's good. But I ain't going to waste my life watching that show. I guess tonight I got to try to watch the stupid Oscars. Ugh. <laughs> Not looking forward to that. The show they couldn't even find a host for, apparently. Nope. <laughs> and they just kept, like, doing everything wrong. They're just like, oh, we're not going to do this this year. Everyone's like, boo. And it's like, okay, we're sorry. We'll bring it back. And then we're going to get rid of this then. And they're like, boo. And then they bring it back. They've done that like four times. Weren't they supposed to bring in the popular movie and then they got rid of that idea? Yeah, and instead they actually put Black Panther in for best picture. Why the fuck is that happening? Why? It's not even the best Marvel movie of last year. (laughs) In fact, it's number three. (laughs) Ant-Man and the Wasp was way better. (laughs) I finally got to see that movie. That movie was pretty good. Yeah, that's a fun one. Black Panther just feels like a chore. I found it like another, like one of those things are just like Shrek 4. It's just like an, ep- it could have been like an episode of a show. Like I didn't really need to watch this movie. <laughs> I mean, I introduces the wasp, but it's just like, it's not doing anything. It's not like a, affecting anything in the MCU. It's just, this lady wants to get better, but they don't want <laughs> to let her get better. And then it was all for nothing anyways. I mean, it seems like it is going to affect things. Because they mentioned the whole thing in the post credit sequence where like, don't get lost in those like time vortexes down there in the quantum realm. So it kind of seems like that's how they're going to fix things in the next one is they go back to the quantum realm and actually go in those time vortexes and go back in time and stop Thanos before the snap. 
That would be my guess. Hmm. I don't care. <laughs> it was a fun movie, but it was like, nah, all right. Well, we'll see where, what happens. Because obviously Ant-Man gets out of the quantum realm because he's in the commercials in the damn movie. <laughs> so it's just like, well, you've just spoiled yep. that for everyone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess they had to give you something. I think Fuck they had you, done Bob. a pretty good job <laughs> of not giving away a whole lot, though. Yeah, I don't know anything in here. All they just keep showing, and I don't even understand your like excitement for the- the new preview or trailer that showed up during the Super Bowl, it was just like people putting clothes on. And you're like, I almost came. I was like, they're just putting clothes on. I mean, it was just so cool the way they showed like what the world is like now with all these like fucking support groups and all these signs just saying like, what do we do now? <laughs> like the fucking world is fucked now. Just ha- half of everything is gone. Just like Jesus Christ. Like this is a fucking insane situation that they find themselves in and they're just kind of like oh man everyone else has moved on but we can't we're gonna avenge them <laughs> i'm just like oh god chills <laughs> i didn't get any chills i was like oh. just putting clothes on <laughs> if the whole movie was watching the scarlet witch get her clothes on <laughs> i'd give them all my money <laughs> if the whole movie was thor putting his clothes on Oh, <laughs> just think of those buns. <laughs> Unleash the hammer of Thor. <laughs> <laughs> Give me that dick, Thor. <laughs> He's going to make your ass real, Thor. Give me that Molgenaire. Mm. <laughs> oh, God. Good times. I can't wait for that movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm probably going to only see that movie in theaters this year. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. What about it? Chapter two. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot that's coming out. Yeah, probably that too. Yeah. <laughs> Just those two. <laughs> I can't think of what else is coming out this year that I'd want to see in theaters. Yeah, probably not a whole bunch. Like I said, Pet Cemetery looks lame. The new Child's Play looks lame. Yep, yep. Hmm. <laughs> I like Aubrey Plaza, but I can't buy her as like a normal mom. <laughs> Does what? Mean, uh, child's play. Oh, she's a mom in there. I didn't even know that was her in there. Yeah. <laughs> I can't buy her as anybody normal. She's the weirdest human being on the face of this earth. She is. That's why I like, I don't want to see you try to play a normal person. That's just weird. Yeah. That's so far out of your comfort zone. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't. I can't think of anything else that's coming out this year that I bought a watch. Unless it's got a natural disaster in it, and even <laughs> that's iffy because I didn't even go see Geostorm. Yep. <laughs> Maybe they'll make another good one. I thought they kept talking about doing a San Andreas two at some point. Nah, but the, the rock's just too busy. <laughs> it happens again. <laughs> this time it's on the East Coast. But that's not where the San Andreas Fault is. <laughs> Shut up with your that science. Big. <laughs> this time it's so big that it just swallows all of Australia and then spits it back out right at America. <laughs> San Andreas 2 going down under. <laughs> and then back yeah. out. Yeah. Um <laughs> But yeah, there's nothing really coming out. I'll watch the Marvel movie. I'm definitely not going to see Captain Marvel. Every time I see a preview, to that, <sighs> I just get angrier and angrier. 
Yeah, it's it's getting bad. Like Brie Larson is just such she's so terrible. She just like apparently just hates men. <laughs> Great. The, uh, the the box office predictions for that movie like dropped about a hundred million in the last two weeks because <laughs> everyone is turning on it already because she just won't stop saying about how much she hates men. <laughs> She's like, we don't need white men to see this movie. Like, well, all right. There goes <laughs> about eighty percent of your income there because <laughs> nothing but white men read comics. <laughs> yep. It's the vast majority of your audience right now, and uh you're alienating them all. So good job. Stupid. I hate God, I hate women. <laughs> I can't I just can't I went on a date the other day and I just can't do it, man. I just can't do it. It's just too stupid. I don't want to listen to girls talk. They just talk about dumb shit. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. It's it seems like it's getting harder. <laughs> just like everyone today is just so stupid. You don't want to deal with their bullshit. I'm not saying I'm right. I just don't want to hear your opinions about everything. God. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> Can't you talk about just normal things? Right. <laughs> like multiverses. Do you dig on multiverses? <laughs> That's such a terrible line. <laughs> oh, wait, you dig oh. on multiverses? So you said one thing about a multiverse. You dig on multiverses? You're like obsessed with them too? If you, um, if you dig on multiverses, I know what they are. Can you, can you let me know just one thing? It's like one of these things that a multiverse thing that just really it boggles my mind. What's queef? <laughs> Maybe there's a multiverse, an alternate universe where we're all just queefs, man. <laughs> and we're all just dating queefs. <laughs> what a world that would be. Uh, queefs and smegma. <laughs> gross. <laughs> all righty. Well, I think we're about good here. Yeah, I think so. All right, everybody. Well, this has been another amazing episode from the original Jenksters. Yes, it has. Yes, it has been. My name is Peter Jenk. That's Kevin Jenk. And as always, remember to flip that tip and have a great weekend. Thanks for listening.